good morning. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. As we open this to first watch in worship. We are thankful, we are excited, and we are elated that you have joined us this morning for our resurrection service here at Cedar Top. Uh, we recognize that it's uh, still dark in, in much uh, in many parts of the state and uh, that it is a sacrifice uh, for many, but it fails in comparison to the ultimate sacrifice that was paid on our behalf. So again, we welcome those that join us by way of Facebook Live and YouTube. We pray that uh, all is well uh, with you on this early, early Sunday morning. If you will, in Psalm 32, stanzas 1 through 5, you'll hear these words. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old, through my groaning all the day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I would confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. The Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy and divine word. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we come to you this, this morning just, just thankful. Thankful, our God, that on this Sunday that we recognize the resurrected Christ. Thankful that we first have an opportunity at it. Thankful, Father God, that in spite of the circumstances of these United States and the circumstances on an international level, thankful, God, that we still get a chance to. We're praying right now for all of those churches that will open their doors in your name. This is an occasion when many families look forward to gathering together in large numbers. It's an occasion when many churches look forward to opening the doors and having large crowds coming. The circumstances happen. That won't be the case this year in most homes and in most churches. Father God, that doesn't stop us from praising you. We thank you, Father God, that we get the chance to worship you in spirit and in truth. So even now, Father God, we're praying for the word that will go forth from so many churches, from homes this day. Thank you, Father God, for the medium, Facebook Lives, YouTubes, 
Zoom applications. So many have the opportunity to hear the word, although the church moves will be fine. It's a reminder of God. This church is more than the four walls. We thank you, Father God, for those four consecrated walls, but we're thankful for the reminder that we can worship you and we can be the church outside these four walls. So God, now we even thank you for the lesson that so many church leaders and so many parishioners are learning. Father God, our prayers are with this service right now. We thank you, Father God, for the preacher of the hour. We're excited, Father God, how you use him, Father God. We're praying for those that join us right now. Father God, we need to hear a word from the high. So we're praying for a fresh dose of the Spirit. Move through this place, Father God, that you've never moved before. And we'll be so careful to give you the name. So God, we thank you right now. It's our prayer. All that we do and all that we say, without acceptable. Bless those right now that will hear the word. Bless the heart right now that is searching for you. Father God, we're praying in this service. We'll make a difference to somebody who does not know you are part of this service. So we thank you in advance. Until we know us in Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen. Amen. Again, we, we welcome all those that join us this this morning, um, we understand that there are many, many services, some that may be going as early as right now. And so we uh, don't take it lightly that you connected with us on this morning. We are again excited and just thankful for this this opportunity and this gathering. Uh, we're mindful, we're mindful of, of what is going on even now. So we're praying for those that are you know, directly affected by COVID-19. At this point, we understand that all have been affected in some way. There are, there are still some that are on their bed of affliction even now. And some families that have already had to bury, bury loved ones. So we're asking God's strength even now. Uh, real quickly, I want to introduce speaker for the hour. Uh, it is one that I know, I know well. And I'm just thankful that uh, God put him on my heart and he was able to accept uh, this invitation. Um, they had an opportunity at, uh, at the Historic Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church to have their Good Friday services. And, uh, this, uh, this gentleman uh, preached that
25, over 25 years or so right there in Lexington, Kentucky. And so we're just thankful. Thankful for his presence this morning. He has been in the gospel ministry since 2003. He is married to the former Joyce Johnson. And uh, that is another another one that I, I know well. They have four four children to that union. And I happen to be one of those children. And so uh, for those that may not know, this is my father. And I am just thankful. Uh, we had a, an opportunity in our home church, Pleasant Green, to, um, to walk together. Uh, we, we both got to the gospel ministry. I believe I announced my call about six months. He was a deacon there. And I announced my call about six months, maybe two or three months before he did. And so that was very unique. And I, I will forever remember those, those times that we studied together, walked together, and prayed together. And so I'm just thankful for his. Uh, willingness to come out uh, this uh, this morning. So after the selection, the next voice you hear will be one of Reverend Leo Fane, Associate Minister, Historic Cousin Green Missionary Baptist Church, Lexington, Kentucky. Preach the word.
morning. First, we'd like to thank Cedar Top Baptist Church, Pastor Martin Fain, for this invitation. This is a sacred moment. This is a moment that many churches across not only the state, but the world celebrate. And we indeed have a reason to celebrate. Resurrection Sunday. Passage that we will be looking at today for those that have your Bibles would be Luke 23, 39 through 43. And it reads thus thusly. Then one of the criminals who were hanged asked him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me. Oh, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity to preach the gospel. We pray that you would be the servant. We pray that you would, whatever anxiety you have, that you would take care of that. We pray that you would strengthen us. We pray for all the heroes, Lord. We pray that you strengthen their homes. We pray that you would be with us throughout this day. These are the things we pray in the name of Jesus. Let us all say, Amen. The name of our sermon today is Paradise Lost. Let me correct. Paradise Found. Paradise Found. During this season of difficulty, many congregations are facing new challenges. Many families are trying to figure out how do you face an enemy you cannot see, who attacks multiple organs, and who has no respect of gender, race, age, ethnicity, or education. By the grace of God, we are living out the reality that church is not made of brick and mortar, but living stones. Recognizing that all stones are sacred and should be treated as such. We are depending on God to direct us in this doing these uncharted waters. We are leaning on God to continue to provide a vivid vision because without a vision, the people perish. Leaning on God to show us new methods and resources and technology to connect with our congregations and beyond. Like many other congregations, we are having to rethink ideas surrounding such important rituals as funerals, weddings, and worship, and how they can be done in untraditional ways. Since we are a community that values the sanctity of life, we are encouraging social distance and other safety measures that government has put in place. 
as we struggle with hardships related to the pandemic, we are finding ways to demonstrate the compassion, comfort, and love in the midst of a storm that continues to rage and cause panic in a level that never experienced. We are finding ways to hear Jesus' voice say, peace, be still. We are reminded that God will never leave us or forsake us. The scripture that we chose is Luke, again, 23, 39, 43. My subject again is paradise found. And I'm sure many have heard the words paradise lost, but I thought this was an opportunity to look through a different lens. There are some who have asked the question, what is good about Good Friday? Why some would find this question quite offensive, perhaps it can provide a meaningful space through which conversation about crisis, challenge, and difficult times occur. This can perhaps provide room to talk about how crises have a way of exposing problems in our healthcare system, prisons, political processes, and government. Perhaps provide conversations in areas of disparity in health here in our country. The price we pay for not having any real plan related to a crisis such as the pandemic. Serious conversation about the root cause and solution to a disproportionate number of blacks and brown people dying in and around our major cities. The need for responsible leadership and humane public policies. <coughs> we are reminded of when Pilate called the chief priests, the ruler, and the people and said to them, you have brought a man, Jesus, to me as one who misled the people. And in they indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. And they cried out at once, saying, Away with the man, and release to us Barabbas, a murderer. Pilate, seeking another opportunity to free Jesus, again called out to them. But they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Then he repeated to them the third time, what crime has this man done? I have found no evidence for his death. I would chastise him and release him. Nevertheless, the loud voice demanded he be crucified. As a result, Pilate gave in to the man. Pilate gave Jesus over to the mob. Barabbas, a murderer, was released. And they led Jesus away. They laid hold a man they laid hold a certain man named Simon of Serene. They laid the cross of Jesus on Simon. So not only does Jesus experience Roman abuse, but in Africa, one, Simon of Serene, is a victim as well. Simon is a native of Cyrene, what is now in, the, in North Africa, in the country of Libya. He is compelled to carry the cross of Jesus. From a spiritual standpoint, though pressed into service, 
Simon still helped Jesus carry out his liberating mission by carrying his oppressive cross. What they meant for evil, God meant for good, Bible students. There were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Jesus said, forgive them, but they do not know what they did. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he's the Christ, the chosen of God, the soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of Jesus, save yourself. And an inscription was also read over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering, even fear God, saying, You are under the same condemnation. And we indeed justly, for we receive due reward of his deeds. But this man has done nothing. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Surely I said to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. Paradise found. Heavenly home the final dwelling place for the saints. A place for all believers. John 14, 2 says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. A place constructed by God. 2 Corinthians 5, 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made of hands. Eternal in the heavens. Hebrew 11.10 states that. For he looked for a city which have foundations, who builders, who made, made builders in God, who made it by God. There are several important points that Jesus emphasized on the cross. One, compassion. Jesus, a man of sorrow. Acquainted with grief. Isaiah 53, 3. Crisis. We're in a crisis. In a crisis. Our largest cities, like I mentioned earlier, in our largest cities, with a disproportion of blacks, black and brown people dying, at tremendous rates. I can hear, I can feel their blood already crying out from the grave. God reminded us that we have the responsibility to be our brother's keeper. In Genesis, it talks of that. In Matthews, it talks of Matthews 25, 35 states that, For I was hungry, and he gave me meat. 
I was thirsty, and he gave me drink. Comfort. Jesus expressed giving comfort to the criminal on the cross. Comfort is defined as to provide strength and hope. That which gives strength and support in distress, difficulty, danger, or weakness. In Isaiah 41, it states that comfort ye, comfort ye my people, said the Lord. Comfort ye. In Isaiah 49, 13, it states, Sing, O heaven, be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on the afflicted. And he also demonstrated love. Greater love has no, has no man than to lay down one life for a friend. That's John 15, 13. Perfect love casts out fear. John 3.16 states that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. I am also reminded of Romans 8.38, 8 verses 8.38. It says that I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depth. So no other creature should be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Galatians 3, 13 states that, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse of our wrongdoing. For it is written in Scripture, Curse is everyone who is hung on the tree. Something that I should make very plain, and it's not a surprise to these Bible students, is that this was not the end of the story. On that third and appointed day, God rose, Jesus rose, with all power in his hand. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, we can face the pandemic. Because he lives, we can face those loved ones that die. Because he lives, we can make it to a broken economy. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. May this message find you comfort and peace in this time of struggle.
See the resurrection. 
Now we thank you right now that indeed the tomb is empty. Yeah. And, and he has risen. Yeah. So God, again, we just thank you for everything. We don't take any of this for granted. That's all those that hear this feeble voice even now. And so dear God, Son, Jesus' name, we ask all these things.